Hi, this is Sarit Switzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 608 for the fifth of Av in a regular year. So the topic of today's Tanya is all about slowing down. So it's actually a very, very straightforward entry today, maybe one of the most straightforward entries, like really not a lot of esoteric ideas or abstracts. It's extremely to the point. The point here that the Ultra Rabbit is going to bring in this section is just all about when setting up a congregational prayer, the person leading the prayer should not be somebody who is a very busy person, who's not should not be somebody who has places to go and people to see and needs to rush off. It should be the type of person who really has the time to lead the congregation in a long and thoughtful prayer. And so this is a very big personal message for me. I'm the type of person who, those of you that know me, I tend to rush around a lot. I like to get a lot done. I don't have a lot of patience. I'm really trying to do five things at once a lot of times. Like I just, I'm fast, fast, fast. Even when I pray, I tend to pray really quickly. So I'm taking this uh, this entry today really to heart and I'm really gonna try to use it as an opportunity, especially today on this day of Tisha B'Av, which is like, there's not a lot to do. We're fasting. You're not really supposed to work. You're not even supposed to like really learn Torah. So it really is a good day to practice this art of slowing down. And I think that this uh, this art of slowing down, this lesson of slowing down, I think the ultra but it was really, really ahead of his times in this way. Like this is something that only now is starting to be seen as a virtue in the world at large. It used to be thought of that the busier you are, the faster you do things. You know, you apply for a job. Can you, do you have the ability to multitask? Like, these kind of questions, how fast can you type? How quick does your mind move? Like these kind of things, these kind of questions are becoming kind of anachronistic. We're really starting to place more value in our society of seeing the harm that this fast paced lifestyle brings. There was a book I read a while back. I think it was Dan Ariely, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't remember the name of the book offhand, which really, in, in which he demonstrated this idea of how multitasking is really a misnomer because if you try to multitask, you actually don't get anything done. He gives this example in the book that I'll just give you guys really quickly of if you want to count to 10. So let's say, you know, try to count to 10 as fast as you can. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, right? And then let's say if you want to say the letters of the alphabet, the first 10 letters of the alphabet really fast. So that's A through J. See how fast you do that. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, right? <laughs> this is pretty fast also. Now, what if you wanted to alternate between the two? So it's one number, one letter, one number, one letter. So it like it would be like 1A, 2B, 3C. Like, So try to do that fast and you'll see instantly, I'm not gonna go through it, but instantly you're gonna slow down. It's gonna be a lot slower, the process. So to, to think, to fool ourselves into thinking that we can do many things 
all at once and really fast, we're actually just deceiving ourselves. And so this is something, this is a value that I think society at large is really coming to own and to to understand this. There's an uptick in meditation classes, in mindfulness classes, in learning to do things slowly. There's a, there's a book called Deep Work that came out a while back by Cal Newport, which is all about this, again, this idea of like really, instead of trying to do like a million tasks in a day, like really focusing on doing less and really delving into whatever you're doing in a really deep way, like focusing. There's an uptick in ADHD in the world that there a lot of people think isn't necessarily genetic or innate, but it's actually generated by all the social media and the YouTubes and, you know, the, all of the stimulation that we're getting at all times. So I think society is finally catching up to this idea that we really need to slow down. It's really essential for our health physically and as we'll learn today for spiritually as well. And so it, let's get straight into the text because it is very, very straightforward today, as you'll see. And so the ultra really is just going to be praising this idea of praying slowly to the point that he's actually going to like give a little bit of a threat to his chassidim who do not pray slowly and who don't uh who and he's going to kind of say that they're not so welcome in his uh in his study hall in his classes um that's that's the extent of the the power that's the extent of the emphasis that he puts on this praying slowly so here we go so for context we are still in the middle of epistle one of igaris akodesh and so the altar begins and he says and once again i'm going to Add one more time with even more explanation and with an even redoubled request that is very explicit uh, before all of our chassidim that are close to us and that are far to take upon themselves. So it's like he's really emphasizing this is something he's like giving a personal request here. It's very personal and it's like he's pleading with his chassidim that every weekday, those people who are involved in business, so basically businessmen who don't have a lot of time, should not come down before the ark. Uh, but rather, only those people, the people that should lead the prayer, should be the type of people that have a lot of spare time. People who are like teachers, for example, or people who are supported by their parents even. So not somebody who's like a super busy person. So he wants the type of person, who, sh who should it be the type of person that leads these prayers? This is somebody who should be able to be involved in praying in the morning, in, in the in the Shachar's prayer, for at least about an hour and a half for every weekday. So think about that. How long does it take you, if you're the type of person that prays every morning, how long does it usually take you to pray? I'm guessing probably not an hour and a half, or if it does, all praise to you. I wish I was that person. I, I'm embarrassed to say how long it takes me to pray in the morning compared to this. So the ultra rabbi says that really it's, this is something that uh, it should take, we should only have people, leaders of the congregation who can pray, who have the time to spare, that it should take them at least an hour and a half. So one of these kind of people should be brought down to the ark, like to pray before the generation, the congregation, and they should be and how do you pick these people? It should be, they should be picked out by lot. Like a, there should be like a lottery to see who we're going to pick amongst these kind of people that fall into this category or according to consensus, like there should be like a vote, I guess. And then, so basically, so this type of person should gather around him all kinds of people who also who are supported by their parents or who are teachers and who are not distracted by other people who are going to rush. And so, and, and 
so basically it's like if like so okay so first of all we want to pick the leader of the congregation so we want to pick somebody who has the luxury of being able to have more time in their day to be able to pray at length and then he should surround himself also with more people who fall into this category more people who have this time this extra time in the day that they're not rushing to different places and this arrangement should not be changed and he's begging his chassidim he's saying please like please please so it's a really big deal to the altar of it to say this and then he says, okay, so that's true for weekdays. That we want this like hour and a half arrangement and with the chassidim and all of that stuff and to have other people around him. But what about Shabbos and Yom Tov? So on Shabbos and Yom Tov, the businessmen have no excuse. They do have this extra time. And this is a very opportune time for them to pray at length and to have a lot of kavana, a lot of intention in their heart and in their uh, souls for God. So and, and all the more so, their duty to do this is even so much greater, as it says in the Shulchan Aruch and the Arachayim. So th- it's explained there more at length, I guess. I, I haven't looked it up, but about just this idea of how these businessmen have more of an obligation even to take this time. It's like now they finally have the opportunity to pray at length. As it says, and then the altar of it brings a citation here from Shmos, chapter 20, verse 9. That you should work for six days, and then the seventh day is a day for God. So it's like, yes, you're a businessman. Yes, you have to work. We understand that. There's You have a busy life. You have to make money. Do that during the week. But when it comes to Shabbos, now's your time to sh- slow down. This Shabbos is for God. And it states clearly in that verse that the entirety of the Shabbos is supposed to be devoted wholly and completely to God. And so thus, since this is the case, then these businessmen, we can bring them down on uh, Shabbos and Shabbos and Yom Tov. They too are allowed to now lead the congregation in prayer. So it's like they're not like, uh, exam- like it's not, they're not not in this category anymore. So during the week, we want to pick people who are more like not really working in this intense kind of way, but on Shabbos and Yom Tov, they can also be put into this mix. And we can also, we can make again, a lottery or, uh, or figure it out like a, like a throw majority vote as, as he explained. And now, not only this, this one gets like really like, wow, is the ultra rabbi says that I'm actually going to send spies. It's like, I'm taking this so seriously that I'm going to be sending spies, says the ultra rabbi, to all of the congregations in a secret way to figure out, to see, and to inform me, informers, <laughs> to let, make sure that this is what's going on, to make sure that those people who have the ability to, to pray at length are not just being lazy, but they're actually doing so. So it's like, if you have that spare time to pray at length, you should be doing it. You should not, there's no excuse. And the altar is going to send spies to check up on you. Like, wow. And those people who do fall into this category, it's even, it's, it's like more and more intense. It's, it's like, wow. The altar says that somebody, if he does catch anybody who is slacking off in their prayer, then the altar is going to distance him when he comes to his shiram, to his classes, to hear his chassidus. And so like, yeah, so wow. So it's like, basically, it's really severe. The punishment for not praying at length, if you have the time to pray at length, is that the altar is actually going to not let you, I don't know if it means that he's not going to let you into the class, or he's just going to make you like be at, stand at a distance and not be like really close or something like that. But basically, it's by through making the person distant from these classes. 
And then from the negative, the Altrobra says you can infer a positive, which means basically that those who spend more time with prayer will be definitely welcomed in, will be brought close to to this. So it's like if a person takes this really seriously and says, okay, I'm going to really pray at length and the Altrobra sees this and he witnesses it, he's going to welcome them in with open arms and they're going. he's going to want them to be close to him during the time of prayer. And then the altar Abba says that those people that are listening to him, he's giving them that a bracha, that good things should come to them. And what is good? There's no good except for Torah. So basically he's giving a nice bracha to those people, those of his chassadim who take him seriously in this way and really are taking these these things to heart. So it's a really, it's, you know, that's kind of interesting, this whole section. This is the end of the section. And it's different, if you notice, like the style is very different than other things we've been learning so far in Tanya. I've noticed a lot of Yeras HaKodesh, which we're going to be learning, is different in this nature, that it is a little bit more like informal, kind of like has a personal tone to it. But to me, especially this entry really strikes me as this in a big way, that the altar of it is literally just pleading with his chassidim. It's not about deep chassidus. It's not about spiritual worlds or anything like that. He's giving them a very simple directive. Pray slowly and pray with intention and get someone in your congregation to to lead who has the time to spare on weekdays. And if you're a businessman on Shabbos and Yantov, you have no excuse. And those people can be considered for prayer there too. So with that in mind, I hope you have a very meaningful fast and a meaningful Tisha B'Av that you do take this opportunity this day to slow down, to contemplate, to meditate, to really get into this deeper space of having a little bit better and uh, more focused intention when it comes to your relationship with your creator. So that's it for today, and we will continue tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzchak ben Benyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, Please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.